Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're live, fellas. Woohoo! All right. Yes, yes, we are. Now we, and it's, we uh, can continue our it's, leap, it's leap day today. Yeah, it it's is. the 29th. You know what's weird is my Bible app didn't have a, there was nothing today. Yeah. It's like they just forgot the 29th was a thing and yeah, didn't come put on, it guys. in. They have one job. Bible app. So it's not my fault that I broke my resolution. It's theirs. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Crossroads. You, did, you didn't read the Bible today because no. it wasn't on your Bible app? It's on them, not it's me. It's that yeah. page between <laughs> the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. Yeah. They're like yeah. you know, 400 years of silence. No, I've been the, worst in, page, <laughs> the worst page in all of the scripture. I've been in, number, uh, I've been in numbers and I didn't That's get, where it divides, right? I didn't get to hear Robert Smith's voice today. The old stops yeah. and the new starts. I saw a thing today on Facebook that said that you won't have a memory on Facebook of today for another four years, so go big. Or go home. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, my memory is I woke up and I better uh, get on that. started is snowing. Is even on Facebook? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snow is going to be my memory. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, we're supposed to get quite a bit, aren't we? I better turn that. Five or six that's inches. what they say, yeah. yeah. Better get. What did you say? Five yeah, or better six get inches? That new five or six inches, out. yeah. yeah one hand, the one with hand warmers? One with hand warmers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, and then once you do your driveway Carrie's with warm hands, you do my right driveway now. with warm hands. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a way to get it there, I'd bring it over, Chad, but I don't. It's all right. I'll do my driveway Sorry, with man. cold hands. It'll all be fine. All right. He'll walk it over to you. <laughs> they have those little packages you can stick in your clothes, man. <laughs> those little heater things. There you go. Yep. All right. They good. last for at least 12 hours. There should be plenty. It should be. <laughs> what now? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. Are we five pointers or five two souls. pointers or what, bro? We'll find out today, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we just jump right in? Yep, let's do it. All right. Well, so last week we started a series on the Protestant Reformation. Um, who wants to give just like a quick summary, quick summary of what it was, why it matters, and what came out of it? David does. He was there. I was the one who had, had to run it. There you go. So you, you got it all studied out. Uh, there was one church at the time. Well, the schism had already happened, so there was Eastern Orthodox. But let's just go ahead and say within so, the Holy Roman Empire, there was one church. You, everyone belonged to that church. That church was uh, pretty much um, had power over every part of life. Mm-hmm. And in that, a lot of corruption and compromise creeped in. And then God raised up a couple whistleblowers, man. That's what we call the <laughs> the Reformation, where they blew the whistle and said, we're kind of done with this. We need to reform the church, which wasn't to bring about something new. It was to go back to something old. All right. Fix the well, Boom. Fix, fix the church, not, not fix the leave church. the church. Not start a new church. No. Yeah. Like, I'm taking my ball, and I'm going to yeah. go start a new church. Right. Yeah. That's what we do today. No, it wanted <laughs> it the church to take a shower <laughs> yeah. and to scrub. And then what came out of it? Um, us. What? What came out of it? <laughs> so now Someone have, else answered. Now you this. have the Roman Catholic yeah. Church, and you have the Protestant, the Protestant Church, the Protestant Church, the protesters. Now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, within that, you and know, we've been protesting ever since. Yeah, there's somebody We're out there angry. saying that there's thirty thousand denominations in the in the Protestant Church, and that's just not remotely true at all. Um, that the you know the three big ones that came out of that one would have been the Lutherans, 
uh, Reformed, which would be Presbyterians and things like yeah. that, and then mm-hmm. the Anglican Church. And of course, there's, you know, the Baptist vein that, that's, you know, people would still <laughs> look into that later yeah. about whether or not they're truly Reformed yeah. and all that. But um, we, we think that, that there's room for that. But um, yeah. yeah, there's there's little, you know, and then you've got the charismatic kind of churches and stuff like that, but it's it's really not as yeah. bad as they Most make it Most people sound, agree right? that there's there's basically like 10 to 12, like, primary like yeah. Protestant and branches sects. of that, and, out, and then yeah. there's variations, lots there. of variations, yeah, yeah. but yeah. but are pretty minor. So okay, so um, you know that's kind of the problem we have when people ask us what kind of church we are. Uh, we normally say um, Reformed, um, which isn't always a helpful description for most people, and so that's part of why we're doing this series is to to try to narrow down what we mean by that um, because it tells you some things, but it doesn't tell you. Everything. The redeemed Zoomer this week, I watched one. He straight up said, if you're Baptist, you not are reformed. not. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> be reformed. Well, and straight that, and up. That and he do... didn't say it with a nice tone. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. He was r- angry, little guy. He's wrong about it, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> and I like him. I've never seen him angry. And that, that mostly comes down to infant baptism, I think, is where right. he, he largely would go with it. Well, he, he even put so. Methodists on a tier. You know that whole like rating tier that everyone does in the new year with their songs, like their Spotify songs and what song? Have oh. you seen that? It's like a color-coded yeah. graph where you like best songs and then like A-list, B-list, C-list. Well, he put like Baptists like down on C-list. He even put Methodists on B-list, dude. And I'm going, there's no way you can put these people up on, a, like, ahead of the Babs. And it's because they still practice, uh, you know, some infant baptism. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Interesting. All right, well. Not okay. For another day. We're not going to get in trouble again today. Are we talking about infant baptism today? Can we? Well, hopefully we don't have any Methodists tuned in. Yeah. I will offend them. Those guys are messed up. Huh? Just no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I am just kidding. I have some Methodist friends. I didn't mean it like that. But Baptists are better. But they're not Reformed. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, anywho, sorry. <laughs> uh, so to help better f- define what we mean by Reformed, we're going to look at five essential points of doctrine um, that were laid out to kind of differentiate between what the Protestant Church uh, was reforming to and what the Roman Catholic Church was teaching at the time. And so, um, uh, these five, the five solas. When were they written? You guys. You guys do your homework? Yes. I always kind of assumed this was like something, you know, Martin Luther, you know, he put the 95 Came theses later. and yeah. then he had the five solas right underneath them shortly after. I would but, say uh, like yeah. even 19th century they were formulated. But but honestly, like looking into it, I didn't get a straight answer. Late 19th, early 20th is what most yeah, people so say. relatively new. But, mm-hmm. but it's really a distillation of what came out of... The reform movement. It's a summary. A summary written yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, these were the these were the main yep. the main, main deals. Uh, what was the main topic they were trying to address? Just one. Well, the main the main one. How man is saved can be rec- reconciled to God. Yeah, it's it's really soteriology is the main one. Um, yeah. How we're saved. Yeah. Um, and that's you know there's other points to do with authority in the church. And that and was our, like that. Luther's main yeah. concern. Right. Was Agreed. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um, what does the word sola mean? For you, mm, anybody sure a Latin? Uh, anybody a Latin scholar? Alone, only or only. alone? Yeah, I was gonna go solo. <laughs> solo, solo. Oh, the right? Star Wars guy was <laughs> right. gonna go solo. <laughs> right, nerd alert. We, we call that. You know, we're, we're kicking. <laughs> yeah. We're kicking it Han style. Mm-hmm. Found solo. The, found the nerd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the interesting thing is, um, the Roman Catholic Church believed in all of these. Um, if you were to ask them about, you know, the, the five solas, they would say, yes, uh, not the five solas, but it's the word alone. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the word only that is the sticking point. And so as we go through these, um, you know, that this is the difference maker is that 
that little they would have pesky word. Each one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would affirm that all of those things are, mm-hmm. you know, um, needed in the church. Um, right. It's that word alone that's going to be the kind of the the big dealio. The big deal. Yeah. So, um, what are the five solas? Somebody want to just name them out? I want the Latin and then the uh, the Is English there translation. A correct. No. Yeah. Order for Latin. Yes. <laughs> Okay, because I saw several sola different scriptura. orders this week in my in my. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, sold the script. Why is that first, fellers? Why should that the, be first it's on the, the list? Basis for the rest. That's what tells us, us about the rest. Yeah. It's the thing that unpacks everything. What's else. your uh, your statement of faith in your church? You know the what we believe. What do you guys have first? Bible. We do too. Yeah. Yeah. The Word of God, because it's it all kind of it all stands or falls from there. That tells yeah. you kind right. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, good. So yeah, sola scriptura or scripture alone. Mm-hmm. What do you got next on your list, David? Fide, homie. I got so, gratia. Uh, I got gratia next. So, so uh, what? Faith. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Faith. Sola fide. Yeah, faith. Sola gratia. Faith alone. Faith alone. Sola gratia is grace alone. Sola. Would you put that number three? Yeah. Or number two? Uh, the way I saw most most of the lists, okay. most were scripture, grace. Faith. Okay. Sometimes faith and grace were mixed. Uh, Christ. I would see so Christ, Christ go alone. in between. Faith and like number three, like middle point okay. on some people's. But oh, okay. Yeah. And then the last mm-hmm. one is um, to the glory of God alone. Yeah. Um, so, and so, you would so do that because glory. of the progression of the gospel. Uh, I don't know why they did it. Like How I didn't. Would you do, do that? Uh, I don't. That's what I. Don't. I would probably split. I would probably put Christ in the middle, and stick faith and and grace on both sides of of that. But like. I guess if you were systematically like unpacking the solos, maybe that would. I'd probably do Christ after Scripture. I've seen that too. That's how Ligonier did. But it, it, ma- it makes sense yeah. for grace to follow faith because it's like, how do we get great? How right. do we get faith? Well, yeah. it's a gift. Yeah. That's called. Grace. I don't know that they were shooting for a progression of. of yeah, they may not. Importance do you think they were ordered? from the well, beginning though with with Scripture? Scripture, scripture idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it seemed to be intentional. And the glory of God actually right. makes sense at the, at the end it's kind as, of, as yeah, a punctuation. Right. Like why? Why is all this something? Well, <laughs> to God's glory. Right. So if if this is mainly to do, not only to do, but mainly to do with salvation, then we have salvation as revealed by Scripture alone, through faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. Yep. That, that's kind of how we would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Let's it. Pray. All right. Well, tune that in next. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> um, which is say that uh, again, Brent, so we can. That's a good salvation. I think that's just a good summary okay. of. Salvation as revealed by Scripture alone, through faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. And this is glorious yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did this, you come across is... people this week in your homework um, bagging or questioning the five souls that were non-Catholic? Like maybe a guy named with his last name Flowers? Oh, Leighton Flowers? No. I saw it. I saw a thing that talked about the five souls. I didn't click on it because I've heard, like, don't listen to that guy. I don't know why. <laughs> don't I don't even know who that is. Progressive Christianity wouldn't believe the five souls. Yeah, I believe. Right. Um, well, this is, you know, this was more for, for the end of the discussion, but I don't mind bringing it up now. Um, this really is what makes a church, I mean, I would say not just Protestant, but but even Orthodox. I mean, and not in uh-huh. the sense of like Eastern Orthodox, yeah. but I mean, you know, correct yeah, in, in what we believe. Because it's what faith. makes the gospel the gospel mm-hmm. with the onlys or the alones. Right. Yeah. If you part ways with any one of these, <clears throat> you, you're, you're off into the weeds pretty sure, quickly right. into something yep. that's probably not Christianity. Yeah. I would no, say. Or, even, or even that can't yeah. save. It's more like universalism at that point or, yeah. or, or a man-centered interpretation of yeah. the gospel, which is like human. And even if gospel. churches don't like, you know, like list those out, 
if you don't find that in their belief, their their basic yep. core doctrine, right? Yeah, <laughs> I what, mean, what walk away, find, find a new church. You yeah. know, it's like it's because you're going to find somewhere along the line if they if they don't have those key and core core beliefs, somewhere along the line, their their teaching is going to start to go right. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll see it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these goes. things are a package deal. It's not like well, I'll take three, but not two. Or, right. You yeah. know, yeah. whatever. So yes, we're probably answer some pointers. of the other questions that we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this in this regard, we're five pointers, we're five no pointers. question. And, yeah. and if we ever go into the next one, we're, we're gonna go. Into we're gonna be five pointers too. So. Yeah, yeah. But that's for another discussion. I probably. think that's, that might be next week. Maybe so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At some point, we probably need to talk about what is. Um, I think we should go through the history of it before we actually go through the yeah. tulip. Yeah, tulip. and then and then even about you really d- drill down into what reformed is and what it's not, and what and even what this guy's you know. Anyway, yes. not today. Yeah. Not today. Not today. <laughs> if you okay. want to get offended, keep tuning in. Yeah, that's right. It's coming. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go through each of these and um, kind of ask the question, uh, what does it mean? What was it correcting? Or, or what's at stake, maybe, might be a better way to say that. And then um, if, if it's been misunderstood at all, how? So um, that's kind of the, the idea. So uh, the first one on the list, uh, sola scriptura. Um, biblically, we get this kind of idea from 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped in every good work. Yeah. Uh, there's other verses we could, we could look to as well. Um, you know, Peter talking about, mm-hmm. you know, no word has been, you know, prophecy right. came about, yeah, you know, yeah. but the, there's a lot of different places we can go, but the right. idea that, um, uh, scripture is God breathed yeah. is, is extremely important. So what is, what is solo scriptura or only scripture mean? Well, I was going to say the Bible, the Bible's clear about that. Like we, we can go on and on yeah. with, with scriptures that talk about the, you know, the authority of scripture, but it's the solo part that, that maybe people might start tripping out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's meant by that? Only, like alone, yeah. like we've talked about. Like, I mean, like it scripture is, it alone is, our, is... It is the basis for, I mean, it is our authority. It's the absolute yeah. objective standard of truth, of right and wrong. I mean, I'll, it just is, it's what we bring our lives into alignment with it. Well, and it's a right. once for all truth, right? So right. It's, it's not something that, that varies or that wanes yep. or that moves or that evolves like we do, like the right. church does, like culture does, like influences do on the church. And that's why it's so stinking important mm-hmm. is because it's the one thing that is that remains fixed. It's yep. a fixed yeah. truth for all time, that's good. no matter where on the globe you are, no matter right. what your culture yeah. looks like or, or, or when on the globe you are. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's key for today key. right now because, I mean, just yeah. all the relativism that's making its way. Uh, it's already been in our culture, but it's also infiltrating our churches, you know, yeah. and having an absolute standard of truth. Yes. And it matters, yes. you know, I think is so critical for every Christian to know. That's and a firm foundation. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. it's never changing. I mean, Psalm 119, I mean, how many times in there does he talk about the Word of God and what mm-hmm. it does and how it lasts? Yeah. And that, the precepts and that of God. It stands forever. And, yeah. It will never change. Yeah. You know? yep. So one of the because phrases, it's based in God. Yep. yeah, one of the phrases that comes out is the only infallible rule of faith and doctrine is God's infallible word. So, so it, this is something that doesn't need to be corrected. Mm-hmm. It, it's always correct. Right. And there are other authorities in in life that that exist, yes. but none of them are infallible. This is the only one that yes. is is infallible, and therefore for the Christian, and I think even for the non Christian, authoritative. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and so this is like if you don't agree on that. Yeah. Um, and, and and sadly, this is you know what are we seeing right now? Yes. Um, what, what are we seeing happen with with this whole idea of scripture yeah. alone today? And like and like it's, we said earlier, if that's not established first, then the next four 
can't really be established. Right. right. They don't right. matter. They're just hypothetical or they're preferential or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Yep. Yeah. So what was this correcting in the Catholic Church or, well, what was it correcting in the Catholic Church? Roman Catholic Church. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was, part of it was addressing that the, the, the priest or the Pope was the only one that could be able to interpret the scriptures. And then they passed that on to the, to the people. You know, that was, that was part of what, what, what he was addressing. Yeah, there was a, this thing called ex cathedra, where uh, basically <laughs> means from the chair. Uh, so whatever the Pope said from the chair, it didn't mean everything he said, but what he said from the chair, so to speak, was infallible and authoritative. Um, and that's just scary stuff. Right. So even if it didn't necessarily agree with Scripture or, <clears throat> or added, you know, a, another layer of something, that was authoritative in, in the Roman Catholic Church. Which we still see to this day. We do. We do. From yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see, you, then you, as a result, you see Catholics wrestling with the things that are, the, the Pope is saying that are in contradiction to what they're reading in the Bible. Right. And like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. How does that work? You know, and I think that's part of when you, when you hold Scripture lightly, then it's like, well, you know, if it's not an error and if it's not infallible, then, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, it just doesn't, I mean, what does it do then? Yeah. So what else was authoritative <laughs> right. in, the, in the Catholic Church? Because they weren't just looking, they, they did definitely view the Bible as, as um, important and authoritative, but what, what else was rivaling for authority? Obviously, the Pope. We mentioned that. Yeah. You mean in the church or just in general? Yeah. What? Because this this was correcting some false some false errors. So they had they had tradition. Right. Tradition. Um, the church itself right. was was probably equal to, if not even above. Um, you had the Pope. You obviously had um, you know the different councils and stuff like that. All of these held um, maybe equal weight and sometimes sure. more weight than the scriptures did. Yeah. And, and really, I think that's what it was trying to correct. So why don't I, I'll just yeah. answer my own question. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> I didn't understand the question. So. Yep. Um, you talked about, you know, we still see this today, and I immediately thought about um, how many, you know, these people that say I've got a word from God. Okay, so um, let's go here. This needs to be talked about. Well, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's a frustrating thing. And I know what people sometimes probably mean by this. But it sounds like they're saying ex cathedra. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we should talk about what this probably you're going, what sola scriptura means and what it shouldn't mean. Yeah, what it doesn't mean. Yeah, right? how's it been misunderstood, misapplied? Yeah. Because it yeah. should it should still be. I I believe that um, the way that God's ordained is that the church should be that which understands sola scriptura. Right, the church should be that that entity collectively together that is constantly coming to the Word of God mm-hmm. to dictate what the church does, right? Um, that's good. Yep. But if you remove all backstops and you put a Bible into everybody's hand and you sit around in a circle in someone's living room <laughs> and say, what does this scripture mean to you? <laughs> we got some problems, man. Why? Yep. <laughs> so, so, like, this is, this is a perfect example. We, you and I, we watched a, a thing yesterday. We were talking about it this morning on baptism. It was a, a podcast with two, like, really smart, brilliant guys that disagree. One was a Baptist, one was a Lutheran, right? These are both godly men that believe in Sola Scriptura. Yeah. They come to different conclusions when they read about the subject of baptism in their Bible. Right. And you're going, like, this stinks, right? Like, right. This, this is kind of a bummer. How does that happen, right? So, Yeah. Yeah, I think some of it happens too, you know, when, I mean, we, sort of a theological term you use is exegesis versus eisegesis, where you're reading your own perspective or your experience or whatever into the text instead of, what is the text saying? 
what was the text saying to them then? Right. And and what are those things that translate to us now? Because there are some things that we read, and, and I think that's part of what we're seeing right now is that there's, well, that was just cultural, right? So that doesn't apply to us today, right? And I think that's part of where we're, we're going with some of that, and that's where that dangerous question is, well, what does this mean to you? Yeah, well, you could a, have, yeah. you know, 15 yeah. people in the room, and you get 16 different answers, right? It's yeah. like, okay, that's not what we're asking. Yeah. I think we got to be asking a different question. Well, what I, does this text mean? And this isn't <laughs> what was meant by the Reformers right. by Scripture alone. That, that's it's, all I'm it's trying not, to clarify. It wasn't yes. like, well, it's just me and Jesus and my right. Bible. Yep, uh, we're going to go out and have a great time together. Um, they, they weren't saying that. Right. And I think a lot of Christians today mm-hmm. think that way, Completely. especially non-denominational or baptist kind of you know um, they don't they don't what's that well we're both kind of of those things act like you haven't done that (laughs) or bible churches bible churches can fit right into this too um this idea that um that the bible has all the authority and church and tradition and councils and things like that have no authority church history doesn't matter at all yeah anything that came before got formed and then it becomes about personal interpretation of Mm -hmm. what the bible says because you're ignoring all these other things that actually add in a lot of weight Mm -hmm. um you know it's like if you're we're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants to some to some degree when we're thinking about how to interpret the bible correctly so if you come up with some kind of new thing that nobody else in all of history has ever come up with doctrinally or or interpretation (laughs) that should probably have your bible taken away from you that's right just just throw it out the window you go stand in the corner give us your bible I mean, that's a pretty terrifying thing, you know, sure. and so, you know, the old adage, if it's true, it's not new, and if yeah. it's new, it's not true. There's yeah. something to be said for, for that. Yeah, yeah, it becomes like a, a buffet table, like Christianity. Sure. If, it, if, if that's the rule, is just that we all get to come to it, and like, everything's, our, our interpretations are equally valid, right. because that's ours too. Um, like, that's just bad stuff. And then you see, of course, the abuses of it, which the Catholic Church, that was their main thing, is they weren't actually allowing this to be authoritative they had then imposed their authority and power right on this and did with it what they wanted but even like a perfect example is like the book of eli right like you've got this dude that has like the last bible on earth blind. no we're not talking about he wasn't blind he was on his way to being blind We'll talk about that next time <laughs> that would be a good podcast and then you've yeah. got the the Gary Ullman character right that's that's needs this more than anything. He sees it as as like the most valuable thing that exists at that point on earth, but for self gain and and power and exploitation of the the people. And so like it, it matters that that we do look at orthodoxy, that we have an idea that there has been traditions of interpretation right. of what we have here handed down. Right. Right. And we fall in. Well, and the church that. doesn't. I mean, really, in general, you think about just in general people that come to church on a regular basis, I I wonder if a lot of them even know how to study their Bible, like right. how to do good hermeneutics, you know, yep. and and I, I think some of it is that the, we're just not doing the study, right? We're not we're not diving into the scriptures ourselves. We're not seeking to learn more about what it is, is saying to us. And, and really, I think that's where the Spirit of God and the Word of God working in tandem bring about the change in, in the people of God. I think that's part of what what happens, the Spirit of God has to be at work in those right. those times when we're reading yeah. God's Word, when we're even coming, I think, corporately together right. to study it. I well, mean, this is even where the offices matter. Right. Then, then God gave the church teachers, right, fa- yep. faithful right. men with this so that people can properly be discipled in that which Christ has given right. us, right. right? And so it actually, like, blossoms out from there right. as far as all the components that, yeah. that God That's has given That's why I think expositional church. preaching is so 
Um, mm-hmm. That's why it matters, right? That's why it matters. For, yeah. Yeah. That's why we do it. It's like this is why we do it. We don't take these topics and we don't read a passage of scripture. And then we go off on our own thing, which is I see a lot happening. Right, people do that every evangelical world. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and then you're taking verses out of their context. When you strip them out of your context, it's like, well, you can you can make the scriptures say whatever you want, right? Which, which equals them. bad theology, right? <laughs> which is dangerous. Yeah. This may be another conversation for another time, but like we can approach the Bible as like it's it's basically about me, or or mm-hmm. it's basically about God, right? It, right. And it matters how, how we even approach Scripture, and I think you know some of this is just trying to recover, yep. even that. And I think like you guys are saying, people need to be told that, and they need to be told it from pastors, yeah. Because right. I, I I don't. It's it's not like people are trying to do something like underhanded. I I think by coming to the Bible that way, that's nat. I think that's normal. That's natural sure. disposition for us to come and go. What does this mean to me? I right. think that's just what a human does, and we do it with most books too. But so they need to be taught that this book is different, right? <laughs> and right. that it's the it's the author out, not us in, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, the application piece, right? That's what it comes to. But it's after you've done the other. Work. That's not the first question you ask when you come to the yeah. passage of scripture. But we've got four more, four more solas. <laughs> <laughs> this this kind of this kind of is probably a little more important, though. You're right. As, as far as I mean, the other ones are going to be a little easier to. I don't well, know. if this one's a given, then the rest of them are you know going right. to be givens as well. Um, but but just to kind of recap, um, scripture has ultimate authority. It doesn't mean that there isn't still authority. In, in the creeds and the councils and the you know the, and the, the church, church right, and history and pastors and elders and teachers, but they're and stuff accountable like that. to the word. Yeah, the Holy right. Spirit has worked through all of those things to to bring us this kind of mm-hmm. agreed upon orthodoxy, and it's been protected and handed down, and so it's something to be held on to and stuff. But again, if if it doesn't align with this, mm-hmm. and um, those traditions have to come from the Bible, right, right, and we don't elevate anything above this, and, and that's why this whole idea of a personal word that people get all the time drives me nuts yeah. because just stop it. If you want to hear. <laughs> from God, read your Bible. If you want to hear from God out loud, read, out loud. read your yeah. Bible out loud. The Left Behind series is pretty close. <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that the Bob Newhart version of it? You know, when he's doing yeah, just stop it. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. And it doesn't mean that God doesn't nudge us and he doesn't, you know, and, you know. but again, I see so many people putting all their weight in things like that at times and no weight into this. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is a sure word um, that we and, need to stand on. And I think our biggest mistake in that is we see those things as living and active, right? This mm-hmm. feeling, this experience, sure. this thing going on. Oh, that's a that's a living, active thing that's happening right now. The Bible's living and active. <laughs> like, right. like the is. author of Hebrews tells us that. Like mm-hmm. even today, right now, every time right. you go to it, it's so relevant. It's so ridiculously relevant to where we're at and what we're facing. And it's right. Your yeah. feeling's not necessarily right. Your experience is not necessarily it's right. Timeless. Yep, it's timeless. Yep. So don't go off to a prophecy concert and then come back, or you know, conference and then come back and change your entire life because right. of what someone said to you. Yeah, like just stick with what you have and God will. Yeah, well, and I think that's Amen. the thing we're seeing right now, right? Is is because feeling is the ultimate authority in our world right yep. now. When sure, it should be the Bible. As Christians, the Bible should be our ultimate authority. Yep, and we worship our feelings. Right, for sure. And we 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 do feelings over fact. So right? don't and let my yeah. conscience be my guide. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh no. <laughs> you are a pretty smart man most of the time. Yeah, but my heart is desperately wicked. Who can know? <laughs> Who can know? Yep. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Straight up. And, yeah, and you know that. Headed toward <laughs> a nuclear power plant. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to do because I've got it. Because I've written it out on my page this way, I'm doing sola gratia next, which is um, grace alone. I'm I don't sorry. think it's going to work if you do this one. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, if you guys have scriptures or, or thoughts about it, but what is it? Yeah, go for it. Do you? Well, I mean, well, for for this one and faith, like we can stick with sure. one. 
scripture. Well, there, it's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, yeah, <laughs> which deals with faith alone and grace alone. Yeah. But the reason I, I, I like... The, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Okay. But the reason I like faith before, <laughs> before the grace is because faith is like the justification. It's that peace that actually gives us Christ, sure. right? Not our works or we not anything faith else. We fine, David. And then how, how do we get the faith? It's a gift, right? Right. That's grace. So the faith which... Allows us to be. Saved. I think regeneration you know occurs what? before faith. I'm not so. reading anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about regeneration. Well, that's the grace. <laughs> For by grace you have been saved. I'm going to go plow my driveway because I know it's like <laughs> six <laughs> inches of snow right now. No, I, I think we can do faith first, just fine. But yeah. Ephesians two eight nine four is Let's by do grace. Both together. Oh, you sure? Can we all say it together? Can we quote it? together? We can try. Yeah, for it is by grace you have been <laughs> saved <laughs> through faith. And that not, not of yourselves, yourselves. it is the gift of God, God not, not of works. So that's no one one I just want to say, lest any man should boast. Right. Which, oh, I'm getting lest in there. But, yeah. So it takes care of the... New King James there. Takes care of the faith, takes care of... The, the, the great thing about that statement, obviously, is that you can't make it any more clear than that. It's just mm-hmm. plain speak, right? right? It's, it just it's, says it. It just says what it says. And obviously, there's so much other stuff that bears that out in the Word of God, right? That's not like an isolated verse, but it's it's... It's the strongest statement so that we just don't get confused about it. <laughs> there's others. I mean, there's, you know, Romans 3.28, for yeah, we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, th- this idea that, um, you know, this what was it correcting, this idea of faith alone? In the in the Roman Catholic Church or even today, well, it was correcting a faith plus system, which right. is like so, which based. is so typical and so normal. So whatever the plus is, obviously it was it was works, but even money, mm-hmm. you know, if you give enough, like you can, you're going to be looking pretty good with your right in your faith, you know, with your relationship. There's going to be some favor there, you know, and and it's just it's just faith plus anything. Yeah, it's right. uh, no right. good, no yeah. bueno. Yeah, that's good. I think um, when you think of grace in the same vein, basically, um, grace was being dispensed by the church um, through through the different sacraments, through yep. the money that you were giving. It's like so. If you wanted grace, you that's know, you had, to, you had to please the church in order to get it, yeah. which is terrifying. <clears throat> which is not grace. It's not grace at all. No, and it's <laughs> you had just, to earn it's, both it's, grace and faith. It's kind of disgusting. Like, yeah. oh, you want grace? You know, and what is grace? You but don't, you don't have to open the present. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that's another week. That's, that's for a different week. Yeah. yeah. What's a good definition of grace? An unmerited favor. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. It's an un, it's an unmerited free gift. It's a right. free gift. It's yeah. something that's imposed upon you, even though you do not deserve it or you have not merited it. It's just it's something we don't deserve, right? Yeah. yeah. We don't deserve. Well, in the Catholic yeah, Church was earn. the Catholic yeah. the Roman Catholic Church, and we still do it today. We were we were making it something that had to be earned, mm-hmm. and um, and so they would do that through um, you know things like confession, things like penance, things like the rosary, uh, indulgences, relics, all these things that they they added in. So like if you if you wanted grace or you know this is this is how you get it, yeah. and the way we view it is that it's a gift of God that has nothing to do with what we. Everything, yeah. everything hinged on you at the time of the Reformation, right. according right. to the Catholic Church. Like, it was literally fear tra- tactics. Yeah. And there was so much fear going on because everything depended on something that you did or didn't do. Right. What would and be, the church oh, was telling the people that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we would call that legalism now, right? We see that even now, yeah. and those things are happening. You know, it's sort of this idea that I am saved by grace, but I'm living by works. It's like you're still trying to earn God's favor. It's right. like, but... 
you, you can't. It's just not possible. I mean, the yeah. Bible tells us that really clearly, that that you, you just can't earn God's favor no matter how much good you do or even how bad you are. God gives that as a free gift to us, you know, and, and He saves us. You know, I think that's that's the thing that blows our minds, or ought to blow our mind, is that it doesn't matter the things that you do. And and is God going to love you any more or any less based on those things? No. He, he loves you because of who He is and what He's done, you know, and I think that... Coming to grips with that, ought to, I mean, Galatians is so rich with just the freedom that we have in Christ, no. right? I mean, and, yeah. and how we are to live our lives as a result of that. And yet um, it's so hard to come to grips with that. Like, right. I, I've been right. a Christian for a long time. I know my Bible okay. And, like, I still have a hard time. Yeah. Come, I have to relearn <laughs> Every the day. grace of God <laughs> right. for me. Yeah. Every day. We know guilt. Yeah. We Welcome can do guilt. I, I know right. all the reasons yeah. why he shouldn't give me a thing. Right? right, that's what I'm feeling, yeah. experiencing, seeing, living out yeah. daily is all the reasons why God can't love me. Right, and I deserve exactly what I have coming. Right, and grace is just so foreign, just so foreign to that which we live in. Yep, right. We, I mean, we're we're guilt ridden, right? I mean, instead of seeing grace, being grace filled in that sense, I think that that's easy. I think we all can do that in our own lives. Guilt is really easy, I think, for us to come by. But sure. <clears throat> grace and or, guilt, or, I understand. Grace, I don't too, right. fully. We're too proud <laughs> to receive grace. Right. Right. We, yeah, we, I mean, we want to earn yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what would be the, the other extreme then <laughs> to the idea of legalism? And this is what the Roman Catholic Church would have been upset about. Uh, when we say faith alone and grace alone, what's what's where, where do people run in the wrong direction with that? Yeah, I mean, I it, then, I yeah, no one needs to really do anything. Holiness goes out the window. Yeah. Obedience goes out the window. You know what I mean? Like service goes out the window. Is that is that what's meant by faith alone and grace alone? Well, not no, at all. Not at all. Right. So it doesn't mean if cheap, it's effectual, cheap grace or or the idea oh, of, next week. Yeah, the works don't matter. But but we would we would say that works are something that flow out of. A, a yeah. real, a genuine faith. Um, Works matter because our faith is alive. Right. That's yep. the order. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Well, faith I think does it's one something. of those things too. Where like even you see, I mean, even even within the Mormon Church, right? I mean, that it's like it, the basis for doing good things is to earn their right. salvation or to earn heaven. Yeah. But the good works that we do is because of our faith. They do it to earn their faith, right? And I think that's that's part of the difference. It's like we're, it's because of our faith. Yeah. and our salvation, that we do the things that we do. Yeah. I don't think that means that the good things that we do are always have the right motives either. Dude, sure. But I think there is a sense where, the we, where, where we understand that, like, we're not trying to earn God's favor. We can't, but... Now we've got that's part of it, and then yeah. the idea of getting attention or getting accolades or pats right. on the back, right. you know. So we, you know, when you fast, you know, make sure that everybody knows right. you're fasting. This is yeah. really the biggest <laughs> challenge, I think, yeah. even with the Catholic Church, maybe not so much at the time, but right now, is is that they, they agree that we're saved by faith, Right. Um, and that that alone is able to save us. But it's almost like we keep that by works, mm. <laughs> right? We keep that. So it starts with this thing, but it ends with this other thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that that's where it gets, like, the waters get really muddy. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we, we tend to, we don't call it this, but we subscribe to this idea of karma. Right, the, yeah. like you, mm-hmm. you know, you do good things. Totally. You know, then then God's going to bring good things back. To yeah, you. we're right. just swinging right. the balance every right. day. Right. Yeah. Where's well, that I mean, now? I mean, yeah. That, that's, and, and that's not a biblical way of thinking. As well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's 
So we would say um, faith alone and grace alone, but um, you know, as James says, faith without works is dead. We mm-hmm. we believe that to be true, uh, not not in a way that we earn or merit our salvation or keep our salvation, but that it, it, like you said, you know, if faith is genuine, if if re yeah. um, regeneration, regeneration. Yeah. I want to say rejuvenation. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> if that's actually occurred and yeah. you're a new creation, then newness of life is going to flow out of you. Yeah, we, spirit, we believe so. that the faith that God gives us and the grace that God gives us is not empty. It's not passive, it's active. Right, yeah. right. right. And you can, of course, but, go to Romans um, and find that. What an amazing thing is, because I grew up Roman Catholic, always trying to know if I'd done enough, yeah. if I'd worked hard enough, if I'd followed enough of the rules and done enough of the sacraments to, to gain God's favor, to know that um, faith and grace are gifts from God, that it's all been done, and that, that I'm accepted th- through faith in, in, in Him and what He's done. What a game changer that is to right. to not have yeah. to have it on my shoulders to figure out. So, mm-hmm. so this is you know literally good news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else on any of the faith grace? Well, let me see topics? what time it is. We got some time. We still got two <laughs> more to get through. So, uh, uh, solus solus Christus, Christ alone. Christ alone. This one shouldn't even be controversial. So, so <laughs> important. Well, so important in the context of the Reformation. It is one mediator. Yeah, yep. one mediator, and that's that's so really the bi- the big idea. Yep. Yep. Yeah, kind of unpack that a little bit because what were they doing? How did you have to get? Well, to God obviously, before? well, the church had become the mediator. They're telling somebody how their family members can get to heaven, how they can get to heaven, right? And it had nothing to do with, with the work of Christ. It had to do with what the church dictated and was profiting. Well, and if you wanted to confess sin, if you wanted to right. repent, everyone you, had to go through the priest. church. Yep. You, uh, yeah, priest. you had to you had to go through a priest. And on l- even lower levels, we do this through you know icons. Yeah. Whether, whether it be Mary or whether it be this, you know the saints, mm-hmm. and they still use this. They, they they spread the love on mediators, and it's like, how about that? There's one mediator. Isn't that crazy to God? think like they needed intercession? They would have to. They could pray to the saints, Not pray okay. to Mary, yeah. ask mm-hmm. them to intercede for them. This was a real thing. So I grew up with like a Saint Christopher around my neck, um, and it was supposed to be like a protector, a good luck charm. Right. I didn't know what it was, but you know I could pray to Saint Christopher and ask mm-hmm. him to help me. Um, it's just very strange, you know, and, and, you know, what we believe is Jesus is our priest. He is our yeah. intercessor. He, he is our mediator for us. And yeah. we don't need an, another he, go-between. Hebrews just makes it clear yeah. what all he is, yep. how he is the fulfillment of all those things that we used to have to go through and all the systems yep. mm-hmm. that we used to have to walk through. It's him. Yep. And John, it's finalized. John fourteen right. six. you know, and we know this one well, but way, I love it when you think life. of it in this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So so you don't need to come through a priest or anybody else. You get, mm-hmm. you get, he in fact, the, you can't. You yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yep. Well, and I think even in that John 14, I think understanding that the definite article is there in the Greek, so it helps us to understand mm-hmm. it, uh, it, he is the only way, right? the only truth, the only life, yeah. no one. You know, I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. I, I just always, I'm, I'm always amazed at, at even today how, how people come to these certain conclusions, and it's like you, you've totally missed what's said in the scriptures sure. and you're you're just jumping over those things or you're not even talking about those things you know it's like they're right there pretty plain when it says there's only one mediator between god and man right. and man christ jesus yeah and it's, like, it's not ambiguous no yeah, it's, yeah he, i think he's laid it out there pretty clearly for us but mm-hmm. yep and, and anytime you add christ plus whatever it is something we do something the church does mm-hmm. something somebody else does you know whatever it is um now now you're you're messing with the work of the cross, right? Yeah, um, our know. righteousness is a yeah. direct result of what He has done, and yeah. nothing else. There's yeah. nothing we could add to it. 
and there's nothing that we can take away from now the three yeah. three greatest words you know for me in the bible are it is finished yes um, what he did he did right he did it satisfied god's wrath it, yeah. it satisfied you know it justifies me it's it's everything yep. i need i don't need anything added to no. his work it's ultimate it's final it's christ yep. alone right Right. is sufficient and that's what i'm banking on yeah if i get if i start to add anything in that i'm doing right. it's gonna it's gonna mess it all up <laughs> right you it know. will be burnt yeah yeah no i think the spurgeon quote i always get it wrong but you know if there's one thread um of my doing in my celestial garment the whole thing's going to come unravel i just picture that when you pull a thread yeah. all of a sudden yeah. the whole thing's like so yeah i don't i don't want to be involved in the christ plus program no yeah that's good the last one really is um um, should be again obvious, but it depends on the way you think we're saved, um, and it's uh, solely uh, or solely Deo Gloria, which is um, to the glory of God alone. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? He he gets the credit at the end of the day for all of it. How much? Yeah, all of it. Yeah, only Every because it, the, the previous ones are true. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. Uh, what was going on in the Catholic Church? How was the glory being spread around? <laughs> I mean, think about it that way. It's kind of it's kind of sick. No, it's, right. it's bad. It's kind of bad. Yeah, it's bad. Like Pope was getting a lot of glory. You yep. know, priests were getting a lot of glory. Mary's getting some glory. You got yeah. the you know you got some relics and some saints getting well some the buildings glory. and and <laughs> I know that people can go different ways with that. I remember when we were in New York City. I can't remember when it was. We went to like the Bronx one day. We were just walking around, and here was St. John's Cathedral, which is one of the oldest. Like the thing's been under construction since like. 18 something like 1850 <laughs> and it's still not done why because this the structure is so ornate they're so like it, it's so like ridiculously amazing that there's not finished with it it the the construction just goes on mm. and on and on and it's like for what and we all know where the money came from because this is what they were doing back then <laughs> Right. And I know that there's this idea that this is glorifying God, this architecture, sure. and this that's stuff. what I mean and by different pe- people. And, can and go I, different I know ways that's a them. thing. But when when I think about the message that it's sending to the watching world, the money spent, and the you know all all that's going on there, it, it's a hard sell. For I me. think a lot of yeah. times the glory goes to the church and the organization because of the structure. Yeah. Look what we can build. Look at what we can accomplish. Um, not always, not to everybody, yeah. but I think in large part that's why they do it is because it kind of goes like this. It's sure. Like, look what we've achieved. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. okay. Well, I think we we can even do that sort of a thing on an individual. No, we, to- level, we, to- we totally like do. with our faith, right? We we get something right one day and it's like, oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Right? Look at what I did. <laughs> even if you don't tell anybody, like we think about it. <laughs> to yeah, me, right? be the glory. Right, yeah. Great <laughs> things I have done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sing that. I sing in the shower every morning. Yeah, <laughs> right. <it's> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the other piece of it is that, you know, if we are adding something into this whole thing, then part of the glory mm-hmm. comes to us. Part of the boasting comes to us. Yeah. And so that was the question, you know, as I went through these, uh, you know, uh, which of the solas have to do with us and what we do? Can you play cricket? Crickets, it's yeah. not going to build your self-esteem, <laughs> fellas. I'll tell you that right now. And this really do- goes to the foundation of kind of the next you know, the next well, this, area that we go to. And, and again, this is the foundation of a biblical soteriology. It is. Right? Yeah. I, I, I know it's kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, when Sprawl used to get asked like what in the world's reformed theology is like, it's just to be biblical. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like the, these are, these are biblical things. Yeah. They're, they weren't something new that Luther or Calvin or right. Wycliffe or Zwingli or Huss or any of these guys were trying to come up with. This is simply like, let's go back to what the Bible says. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if salvation is synergistic, if if it involves a partnership between me and God, then sure, I get a little bit of credit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but if it's monergistic and it, yeah. it only involves God and his doing, then we, I don't get any credit for it at all. Yeah. Our only boast is him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got nothing else. You know, yeah. we can't point to anything else other than him. And, and it's finished also work. why the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's, so it's all him, about what he, it, right. what he has done and is doing. Like it, no one can screw it up. Praise God. Yeah. But, but we think it's up to us in so many ways. Oh, we do. Um, and it, it's just, it's up to him. Yeah. And that's such a relief. I don't know why people don't want that. Does this mean we don't have to <laughs> preach on giving? So somebody the other day no, mentioned, somebody the other day was talking about how they didn't like the word predestination in the Bible and kind of the connotations. And I'm like, what's the alternative? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one of it makes it up all up to him and one of it makes it all up to you. Right, it's right. like, choose wisely. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I used to hate that word. Well, I think that's Not part like, of like, even I think on a practical level as pastors, you know, we, we it, typically we get feedback every week. Somebody come and saying whatever. I think, you know, a typical response has to be praise God for any work, anything that he does yeah. through whatever we, we proclaim from the scriptures it's him, him alone that gets the glory because he's the only one right. that does it. You know, and I think right. we have to genuinely say that, like, to God be the glory, because yep. that's that's the only thing that yeah. that, that he has done. But. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, when you think about uh, what's at stake if these go away, um, how how important or how committed are you? <laughs> We're sunk. If these go away, <laughs> then let's talk about. Movie I mean, reviews I mean, or really? music. Like, <laughs> you know, but, what but, are we but it's, table for? some of these are going away in the church today. Yeah. Not, I don't know. I mean, the true they church, are. but yeah. Yeah. but in what we the call first the church, one especially the first one, especially is, yeah. is going bye bye. And when that one goes, all bets yeah. are kind of off. But but it, you know, when I when I look at these and I study them and think about um, how glorious they are, it just reinvigorates this this thing in me to to hold fast Absolutely. and to hold true and to you know um, keep on keeping on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reestablishes um, us, right? Yeah, yeah, and something that's real. Yeah, and, and it means that we've got to pass this baton on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so even in going through this this series, we're, we're hoping that people that are listening are, are saying, you know, I've got to take up this mantle and I've got to make sure that I continue with this charge mm-hmm. because these things are mission critical. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And these are the things that the church has, um, like, succeeded on. Like, this is, right. this is the reason the church still exists is because— right. For 2,000 years now, this has been a foundation, even if it's been challenged and even if it's been, you know what I mean, like like looked over or tainted, God's always raising up people to right. go back and hold to this because this is the foundation of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think when those things, we start to see those things eroding, I think we have to be able to speak the truth into it. To say, Absolutely. Look, totally. Come back here. Come back to this. This yep. is where we find it. This is going to stand the yeah, test of time. Yeah, we need to time. blow the whistle, too. Yeah. yeah. This, I mean, yeah. It's, it's all going to be vindicated one day, you know, and I think it, it's helping people understand. Well, and these are reasons to separate, too. The, right. These yeah. are these are closed, 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 closed-handed these issues. Essentials. These are essentials. These are essentials. So if, you, if you've got a church that's, that's uh, walking away from any one of these, you need to walk away from yeah, that right. church. Yeah. That's a big deal. And I think so. I would add, you need to tell them why you're walking away. Yes. Well, again, I think the spirit <laughs> of the Reformation, yeah. the spirit of the Reformation wasn't to that start something new. It wasn't to walk away and start something you know new. It was it was to reform, right. to fix what was going Absolutely. on. And and of course, that should always be yeah. you know our hope. That, yeah. That's what that that redeemed Zoomer guy is about. Yeah. You know that we've we've listened to and mentioned before is he's part of the most liberal, you know, one of mainline churches in America. But he won't leave. But he wants to stay there because yeah, he, yeah. he's determined Fight to try to correct it. And he thinks that it can be. Yeah. Um, and there's something, you know, I'm, I'm, I, hope it, I, hope, I hope God uses him yeah. to, to wake them up to their error. Because unless somebody calls out error, 
and says, you know, hey, you guys are off base here, you know. I think with that, we should add also on this topic that not all division is bad. Yeah, sure. Because I think we get this a lot. We get um, even the fragmentation of the church post-Protestant Reformation. You'll get a lot of a lot of Catholics and a lot of Orthodox, especially, that will go. This is stupid. Right. God doesn't isn't pleased with this. This is absolutely ridiculous. All it's done is shatter the glass into a hundred pieces. We need to know, understand that God actually did that. Like what Luther was trying to do didn't happen. The church did not repent. They did not. Ter- Who ultimately did that? When you look back at that, at the fragmentation mm-hmm. and the split, the schism, mm-hmm. God did. That's right. how he cho- he chose to stick the good wine in new wine skins yet again. Right. Right. And and that happens throughout history right. when it's grounded on what matters. Right. Then then it's good, not bad. And so sure. I think we need to we need to remember that just because we don't have one church as far as an, a visible organization doesn't mean God hasn't done it. Well, you see it in, in the book of Revelation, yeah, the seven that's letters, a good point. You, you see lamps going out. Right. Yes. Um, it doesn't mean the church stops, mm-hmm. but that church might. <gasps> right. That, right. that particular, sure. you know, and so so division sometimes is is critical, yeah. and, and we, we need and to necessary. be able to. Yeah, necessary. A good thing. Yeah. Any other parting thoughts on the five solas? I think we did all right. I think so. We did good. All we right. Well, you guys can rock, paper, scissors over who I'll gets to finish it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just settle it. <laughs> Lord, thank you um, for, uh, uh, for solidifying um, that which matters through what we looked at mm-hmm. and talked about today. We confess and we are grateful that it all depends on what you've done. Mm-hmm. We thank you that you were mindful of us, even when um, we, we believe you didn't have any business being. We thank you that you saved sinners. We thank you that you sent Jesus and that there is a way. Not that there's many, but we thank you that there is one um, and, and he is enough, and uh, mm-hmm. we thank you that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church, that we can see you constantly protecting and actively um, guarding that which is yours, and it will prevail. And so we, we thank you that we can be confident in that, that we can be confident in you as far as our salvation today and tomorrow. And it's uh, to your name that we give thanks. Amen. 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 We will not see everybody next week. Why not? Because we're going to be out of town. Are we going out of town? We're going out of town. Unless we get snowed in. Yeah. yeah. Hope you guys can all make it a week without the podcast. But yeah. Jeff can come in and do it alone. So somehow I think people will survive. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.